Well, let's turn to the book of Deuteronomy, chapter number 6. The book of Deuteronomy, chapter number 6. Deuteronomy 6 and verse number 4. Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, and Deuteronomy, chapter 6, verse 4. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord. And I shall love the Lord thy God with all thine heart, and with all thy soul, and with all thy might. And these words which I command thee this day shall be in thine heart. And I shall teach them diligently unto thy children. Shall talk of them when thou sittest in thine house. When thou walkest by the way, and when thou liest down, and when thou risest up. The fact of the matter is that Israel did not do that, neither do we. And that's their problem. Uh, that's what happened to Israel. That's the reason they forgot the Lord. And thou shalt bind them for a sign upon thine hand, and they shall be as frontless between thine eyes. Thou shalt write them upon the posts of thy house and on thy gates. And it shall be when the Lord thy God shall have brought thee into the land, which he sware unto thy fathers, to Abraham, to Isaac, and to Jacob, to give thee great and goodly cities which thou buildest not, and houses full of all good things which thou fillest not, and wells dig which thou diggest not, vineyards and olive trees which thou plantest not, when thou shalt have eaten and be full, then beware lest thou forget the Lord, which brought thee forth out of the land of Egypt from the house of bondage. Let us pray. Our Father in heaven, I pray as I stand before this people again to preach the word of God. Lord, I need divine help. And without that, O oh God, I'd rather just dismiss the service and leave now. O oh God, fill me with the Holy Spirit. May I have that special wisdom and that touch from heaven that I need, O oh God, to be effective. You know every heart, you know every need, you know my needs. I pray you'd minister to those needs today. May we leave here strengthened in the Lord with a greater desire to serve you. Their sin in their life, I pray you'd be repented of and confessed turned away from, and Lord, I pray you would open our eyes to our needs today, in Jesus' name, amen. Well, I want to talk to you about uh, forgetting God. Uh, this happened to Israel, and uh, I'm afraid it's happened to America as a nation, and the tragedy is that uh, uh, I'm afraid it's happened uh, even to Christians. It's something that can happen. Forgetting God. Uh, you know, I have a problem with names. I don't remember names too well. Probably the main reason is because I don't, I don't work at it. A lot of times people will tell me their name. I go out in visitation. They'll tell me the name, and in uh, five seconds I've forgotten it. Problem is, I wasn't listening to start with. A lot of mo most of us are better talkers than we are listeners. And uh, I was talking to Brother Griffin. I was coming back Friday, Friday night, Friday evening there from uh, from the meeting in Charlotte. Stopped in Shelby, uh, you know, to get something to eat. And I was in line, and a fellow behind me 
And he said, are you a preacher? I thought, well, you know, I look like a preacher. I've had people do that and say, well, you look like one. Uh, and usually if I've got my uh, suit and tie on, I think that's probably the reason. But uh, I looked and I, I remembered the face. And he, uh, it, was, it was their uh, uh, son-in-law uh, there and his son. And, and uh, I think they were surprised to see me. And I guess I was surprised to see them. Uh, but uh, we forget, don't we? Sometime we'll be out eating somewhere and someone will come in and say, well, hello, preacher, and they'll carry on a conversation and, and they'll leave and the family will say, who was that? I say, I don't know. Uh, but uh, they may have heard me preach or I saw, you know, saw me somewhere and, and uh, maybe I just forgot. We forget, don't we? Well, Israel forgot. And the Lord gives them this instruction for the primary purpose he said, Beware lest I forget the Lord. I'm giving you this instruction. God says to keep you from forgetting me. You know, we're just one generation uh, uh, away from forgetting God, really, as, as a people. Uh, you think of, I think of England and uh, uh, that what's happened there, I believe it was Tom Hayes that said only 3% now of, of uh, the population of England goes to church anywhere. Three out of a hundred. And at one time it was said the sun never set on the British Isles and they were sending missionaries around the world. And in our lifetime they have forgotten God because they fail to obey the command of God. Now, there's the possibility we're talking about. The possibility of forgetting God. Is it possible? Yes, it is. If it were not possible, the Lord would not have warned them about it. If there was not that possibility. And you think if ever there was a nation that should not have forgotten the Lord, it was the nation of Israel. What other nation has had such a demonstration of the power of God than Israel? It was to Israel that God gave His Word. It was to Israel that God showed His miracles. It was to Israel that God personally revealed Himself and came down among men. It is through this nation, and yet that nation forgot the Lord. Uh, you know, I read uh, how they, that the Lord brought them out of, out of Egypt there with all those great miracles that he performed, how he parted the Red Sea, how he brought them through the wilderness, how he fed them with manna for 40 years, and, and how he gave them clothes that didn't wear out in 40 years. And the Lord did all those great things for them, how he came on Mount Sinai and gave his law to them. And I read all that and I say, how under God's heaven could they forget the Lord? After all that, and yet they did. And Moses, or God, is warning his people through Moses, his servant here, about forgetting the Lord. Now in Psalm 78 and verse 11, the Bible said they forgot his works and his wonders that he had showed them. Deuteronomy 32, 18, Of the rock that begat thee, thy unmindful, and hast forgotten God that formed thee. In Ezekiel 23, 35, Thou hast forgotten me and cast me behind thy back. 
Now you think of how they treated God. That's just kind of like, you ever put up something, you know, so you won't lose it? Write something down so you won't forget it. One of the sessions they were having, they were talking about, uh, you know, making the best use of your time and uh, and uh, using notes and uh, uh, put the note where you'll have to see it. <laughs> uh, you know, you you write it down and then you forget to you mispla- misplace the paper or the note and. And you put that up and say, now I'm going to put this up so, uh, so I, I won't forget it. And, and a few years later, you, you uh, find it. <laughs> that's the way they were treating God. And I'm afraid that's the way many times we treat the Lord. They cast Him behind their back. They forgot Him. And in Jeremiah 2.32, it says, My people have forgotten me days without number. Now, it wasn't a, a temporary uh, bow with, uh, with forgetfulness. He said days without number. It was a continual thing uh, that uh, was happening to them. The possibility of forgetting God. Now, we know that's, a, that's possible. We know it's possible because it happened to Israel. We know it's possible because it can happen to us. It happens to churches. It happens to individuals. There's people that used to sit in these church pews and never miss a service that are not going to church anywhere. They're sitting at the house. And if there's one thing that's amazed me about the ministry, I don't see how you can treat God that way. I can't comprehend that. And yet it happens. You say, well, it never happened to me. And I'm not going to say that. Uh, You know, uh, the Bible says, Wherefore let him that thinketh he standeth take heed lest he fall. When the Lord said, one of you shall deny me, uh, Peter said, you know, uh, these other fellows, they might. (laughs) Think of that. The wrong men, the wrong men deny, I'll never do it. And yet he is the very one. The one that said, it'll never happen to me. That's that's the one to watch. And so uh, it's possible to forget God just to forget all about God and serving God. Now I want us to look, and the main point of the message is, uh, why does people forget God? Why did Israel forget God, and why does it happen today? First of all, people forget God because of prosperity. Hard times don't cause people to forget God. Trouble Probably one of the greatest blessings that could ever happen to America is for an old-time depression. Now, I don't think any of us enjoy it, but spiritually speaking, that'd probably be about the best thing that could happen to us spiritually. Prosperity has ruined America spiritually. It ruined Israel, and it's ruined America. Prosperity does not drive people to God. It drives them away from God. Now, you know, it, are we strange? 
You know, the more I read the Bible, the more I, I, I learn about my own heart and, and, and learn about others, the more I realize how depraved and wicked we really are. You'd think the opposite would be true. That as good as God's been to us and the way God's blessed us materially, you'd think that uh, we'd never turn our backs on God. And yet the opposite's happening. And this is what the Lord warned Israel here. Let me, let's read it again, verse 10 through 12. Notice what he says. It shall be when the Lord thy God shall have brought thee into the land, which he swear unto thy fathers, to Abraham, to Isaac, and to Jacob, to give thee great and goodly cities which thou buildest not, and houses full of all good things which thou fillest not, and wells dig which thou diggest not, vineyards and olive trees which thou plantest not, when thou shalt have eaten and be full. Then beware, lest I forget the Lord, which brought thee forth out of the land of Egypt from the house of bondage. God said the very blessings that you're going to find in the land that I've given you, if you're not careful, those will be the very things that will turn, cause you to turn your back on me. And so it is. I've seen people start out and they didn't have any, hardly anything materialistically and they get saved and, and God began to bless them with, uh, with possessions and things and the first thing you know, they forgot all about God. It's kind of like the fellow, you know, uh, that got saved. He's making $100 a week and, of course, his tithe was, uh, was uh, $10 a week and he put his $10 in and God began to bless him and prosper and first thing you know he's making $1,000 a week. He went to the preacher. He said, you know, I'm having a real struggle. He says, you know how much my tithes are? My tithes are $100 a week. He said, I'm having trouble. That's a lot of money. I'm having trouble getting that. He says, well, let's pray about it. So they got out and prayed, and the preacher began to pray. Now, Lord, you know this fellow. He's having a real problem giving $100 a week to the Lord. And, and uh, so what I want you to do, I want you to uh, cause him to go back where he's just making $100 a week. And the fellow tapped him and said, Oh, wait a minute, preacher. <laughs> don't you pray like that. Uh, I don't have any problem with this. But you know, prosperity, sometimes prosperity causes us to turn away from God. And the Lord warns us against that. Hosea 2.13 said, She went after her lovers, and forget me, saith the Lord. Job, and uh, career, business. If we're not careful, it'll get us away from God. The very thing that God has used to bless us can be a hindrance uh, to our service for God. You know, I was thinking about this, and I thought, uh, you know, uh, how much time do we really spend thinking about God? As you go to your job and work and carry on your duties, how much time during that day is actually spent with thoughts toward God. I would dare to say, there's people sitting right here, 
that can work all day and never give the first thought to God. And I'd say it happens pretty regularly. You say, how do you know so much about me? Because I know about myself. I'm in a little different position, I guess, because uh, I'm supposed to be in the Lord's work altogether. And yet, uh, uh, even with that, the responsibilities of the day, sometimes we can get so absorbed and, and so carried away in doing, doing things, doing this, doing the work of the Lord, that we forget the Lord. And that can happen to us. Prosperity will cause us to forget God. There's something else that causes you to forget God, and that's pleasure. We, we have a pleasure-mad world. This world's gone crazy over, over pleasure. Brother Payne's talking about sporting events. <clears throat> they can get a bigger crowd than any, anything, anything else that goes on. And... Uh, uh, Fun. We want to have fun. We want to be entertained. And the churches, most of the churches that are really growing are nothing but an entertainment. Entertain us, preacher. And if you don't entertain me, I'm going to go somewhere where I can get entertained. I want to feel good. I want to uh, I want the flesh to be excited. I want some pleasure. Now, pleasure. Busy having fun. You ever go on a vacation? <clears throat> I mean, you get away from it all. And, you know, uh, of course, after most vacations, you need a vacation. We're, we're crazy, aren't we? We're, we're strange. Talking about the subtle about that. I mean, you leave a home maybe where everybody has a separate bedroom. And uh, you get together <clears throat> and you go rent a motel room. And uh, everybody's packed in one room. You say, boy, isn't this fun? <clears throat> and, and you get up, get up and... And run from daylight till after dark, and you come in, you're exhausted. You say, boy, we're having a good time. We're, we are strange. You know, the fact of the matter is that on most vacations, God is seldom, if ever, even thought about. Pleasure will cause you to forget God. It really will. How much time, when you're having pleasure, whatever it may be, whatever excites you, whatever, in, whatever you enjoy, and it may not be wrong within itself, uh, the Lord had the disciples come apart. Someone said, unless they come apart. <laughs> but... Uh, uh, you know, the fact of the matter is that during those times, the thought of God usually doesn't enter our mind. In Exodus 32 and verse 6, the Bible said the people sat down to eat and to drink and rose up to play. Now remember the setting of that. It hadn't been very long. Moses had been up on the mountain 40 days. It hadn't been very long 
since they walked across the Red Sea, through the Red Sea, on dry ground. In my mind, I think if I'd have seen that, I don't think I'd ever forget it. It hadn't been but days. Listen, uh, it's just a matter of days since they walked across uh, through the Red Sea on dry ground. And just before that, God had spared their firstborn. When they heard all the cries of Egypt and all those people in, in, in mourning because of the death of the firstborn, I mean, there was hundreds and probably thousands dead. And Israel had been spared from that judgment. And they had all their firstborn. It hadn't been but just a few weeks. And now they, Moses goes up to meet with God and they say, we don't know what's happened to this Moses. Aaron, you make us a god. You make us gods. Aaron said, bring all your earrings and all your gold. You know, I read, it's kind of comical. I think God has a sense of humor, evidently. Moses comes down, you know, and he, he meets with Aaron and asks Aaron what, what's happened. And Aaron said, I, th I threw this in and out come the calf. Yeah. Yeah, I just threw it in the fire and the calf walked out. Here it comes. <laughs> I've heard some, you know, well, that's, you know, I've heard some excuses. It's pretty close to that. You know, there's a close second. <clears throat> and, uh, but uh, they were worshiping this false god. They forgot the Lord in a matter of days. And that's just like we are. Aren't you look at a couple of verses in Isaiah 58. <clears throat> Isaiah chapter 58. And uh, verse 13 and 14, God warns us here. That's page 764. Isaiah 58. Verse 13 and 14, he said, If I turn away thy foot from the Sabbath, from doing thy pleasure on my holy day, and call the Sabbath a delight, the holy of the Lord, honorable, and shall honor him, not doing thine own ways, nor finding thine own pleasure, but speaking thine own words, nor speaking thine own words, then shalt thou delight thyself in the Lord, and I will cause thee to ride upon the high places of the earth, Feed thee with the heritage of Jacob thy father, for the mouth of the Lord has spoken it. Notice, they were doing their pleasure and their thing on God's holy day. There in the parable of the sower in Luke chapter 8, the Lord talks about the seed that falls among the thorns. The thorns grow up in the uh, choke the word and it becomes unfruitful. The cares, he says, they're choked with the cares and riches and pleasures of this life and bring no fruit to perfection. Choked out. The seed is choked out with the pleasures of life. One of the fastest growing businesses uh, in uh, the last 20 or 30 years, I guess, has been, uh, has been uh, uh, things designed like camping equipment. Tom Johnson, you know, I think is one of the biggest in, in America now, I guess, out in the southeast. Uh, you know, selling 
selling these uh, campers and, and some of those things cost in the tens of thousands of dollars. It's unbelievable. That costs as much as a house, maybe more. And uh, uh, that's become a big thing to people. There's people live for Friday evening when they can hook to their camper and drag that thing wherever they need to go. And I mean, they go every weekend somewhere. And they think nothing at all uh, about God and about church and about the things of God. The Bible said in 2 Timothy 3 verse 4, they be lovers of pleasure more than lovers of God. He didn't say that pleasure was wrong, but he said lovers of pleasure more than lovers of God. He says when you rather do that, you love that more than you love me then it becomes wrong. There's no secret to any of you that I love to deer hunt. But if I'd rather deer hunt and I would preach, then that's wrong. And I got no business hunting. If it's fishing, if it's camping, or whatever it might be, whatever pleasure it might be, if that comes between me and God, then it becomes an idol, it becomes a sin. Lovers of pleasure more than lovers of God. I want God to be preeminent in my life. Uh, I want Him to be first in my life. I want to put that first. Pleasure. Hebrews eleven twenty five said they the pleasures of sin or for a season. And James 5, 5 says, you have lived in pleasure on the earth and been wanting. You know, it don't satisfy, does it? It don't meet the need. Then there's another reason people forget God, and that's precepts. And the Lord warns them in verse 6 through 9, He said, the words which I command thee this day shall be in thine heart. That's, that's where you start. If the word's not in your own heart, you forget about getting in your kid's heart. He said, these words shall be in thine heart. Thou shalt teach them diligently unto thy children. I mean, you're to do it with every fiber of your being. Thou shalt teach them diligently unto thy children. Talk of them when thou sittest in thine house, when thou walkest by the way, when thou liest down, and when thou risest up. You're to talk of these things. Some people grew up in a so-called Christian home and they never hear a conversation about the Lord. The Lord said what's in our heart comes out of our mouth. What's in our heart is what comes out of our mouth. I think you can gauge uh, the spirituality of this church by just listening to the conversations that go on around church here. You'd think that around church, after all this is church, that our conversations would be about the things of God. But if you walked up to the average conversation that was going on listening in, I may be talking about deer hunting. Someone else might be talking about a ball you know, team, or I might be talking about the Miami Dolphins. <laughs> Uh, and uh, 
You know, someone else might be talking about whatever enters them. If you don't hunt, I, I don't, you know, I don't know what enters you, but <laughs> anyway, people have different interests. The fact of the matter is that uh, that uh, that's we have problems. I'm talking about us. I'm not talking about First Baptist. I'm talking about us. And the fact is, if if that's our if that's what our conversation for the most part, and I'm not saying it's wrong to talk about, well, a preacher said, yeah, let's don't ask, let's watch it now, let's don't talk about any of this around church. I'm not talking about that. I'm just simply saying, if that's what our conversation is about, almost always, what do you think our conversation around the house is about? It's probably not about God. And I don't know what anyone's conversation is around the house. I haven't been, hadn't been, uh, you know, I hardly ever hear any gossip. I mean, everybody knows about it before I do. That's all right. I reckon I've preached on it so much. People said, don't tell the preacher. He don't like gossip. <laughs> so I don't know. I don't know what conversation is about. But if I was going to guess, I'd say it isn't too much about the Lord. You say, preacher, you guessed wrong in my case. Well, that's great. That's wonderful. I hope so. But I'd say there's not a whole lot of conversation about God goes on in the average household. And we wonder why our kids forget God. And we wonder why we forget God. And we wonder why we come to church and we're cold and dead. And the music does not stir us and the preaching don't stir us. And we wonder what's wrong with us. The fact of the matter is that the Lord has been out of our mind and out of our thoughts all week long. And I'll tell you, you just don't treat God that way. You come in on Sunday morning and say, Okay, Lord. You've got an hour to do it. Let's see if you can do it. See if you can bless me. You know, it didn't work then. ain't working now. And, uh, you know, the singing is, is kind of, you know, what much to that. We try to blame everybody but us. Problem is, problem is me. That's, that's the problem. If God don't work a work in my heart, I don't, I don't have any right to blame anybody but me. Because he said there in Revelation, Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If any what? If any church, if any group, if any man hear my voice and open the door, I'll come in and sup with him and he with me. He's knocking at the door of the church. That's a sad situation there. He's trying to get in the church, trying to get in the church. If any man open the door, He's saying, hey, is there anybody in there? If there's a one person in there, well, let me in. If there is, I'll come in and sup with him. We forget the Lord because we forget the word of God. The Lord said, you bind them for a sign upon your hand. Be as frontless between thine eyes. Write them upon the posts of thy house and on thy gates. God's simply saying, I want you to keep it before you. Now, the scribes and Pharisees, they had the phylacteries, you know, they wrapped the scriptures up and tied them around the forehead. And 
and as if that do something. Tied it around their hands. Well, got scripture around, got scripture tied around my forehead. Yeah, I'm spiritual. Look at me. And it was just a, it was just a form, just going through the motions. And folks, if we're not careful, we can come and sit in a Sunday school class and listen to a teacher try to teach. And we haven't picked up the word of God from one Sunday to the next. And we sat there kind of dazed. We come and try to listen to the preaching. We hadn't even cracked the Bible all week long. We hadn't even thought about God. We hadn't talked to God, much less talked to God. We hadn't even thought about Him. You know, I was, trying, I was thinking about this. And, and uh, sometimes, you know, have you ever been in a group and you didn't know anybody. Sometime I'll go to a funeral, I'll maybe get to know someone, it may be a relative or someone, and I go to the funeral, you know, maybe to the, where they receive friends, and, and I look around, and I go through, and I don't know anybody. Boy, don't you really feel out of place. Of course, I've got now, I just go up and say, my name's Dean Silver. I just introduce myself and get to know him. But, uh, you know, I'm afraid that's the way we treat the Lord. The Lord is with us, and we just ignore Him. We just act like He's not even there. It's just like, uh, let's say uh, I went with you somewhere, you know, to, to a family get-together. And there I am, and, uh, you know, you just, you just ignore that I'm even there. That's the way we treat the Lord. Hosea 4, 6 says, My people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. Because thou hast rejected knowledge, I will also reject thee, that thou shalt be no priest to me, seeing thou hast, hast forgotten the law of thy God. I will also forget thy children. I'll tell you, that's a sobering verse there. What God say? He said, seeing thou hast forgotten the law of thy God, I will also forget thy children. You forget God, there's a big price to pay. James 1 says, doers, be ye doers, verse 22, be ye doers of the word, not hearers only, deceiving your own self, for any be a hearer of the word, not a doer. He is like unto a man beholding his uh, natural face in a glass, for he beholdeth himself, goeth his way, straightway forgetteth what manner of man he was, Whoso looketh into the perfect law of liberty continueth therein, he being not a forgetful hearer, but a doer of the work. This man should be blessed in his deed. Most preaching is forgotten. I'm not talking about forgetting the subject. If I said, how many remembers what I preached on last Sunday? Let's see, what did I preach? <laughs> I'm not talking about that. It said, he being... Uh, if, if any man uh, be a doer there, he be a not a forgetful hearer, but a doer of the work. The average church member don't, I don't think, comprehend that when you hear the word of God, you're supposed to obey it. Uh, you know, that's not just preaching. Well, we heard preaching. And we go out and we remain the same. Let me move on. I, time's quickly got away here. Thirdly and finally, the penalty for forgetting God. Psalm 9, 17 said, The wicked shall be turned into hell and all nations. 
that forget God. Psalm 50, 22, Now consider this, ye that forget God, lest I tear you in pieces, and there be none to deliver. There's a penalty. There's a price. There's a big price. And we read there in Hosea 4, 6, he said, I'll forget your children. He said, the wicked will be turned into hell. Is it worth seeing our kids go to hell for? God help us, folks, to remember the Lord. And the way to remember God is to recognize God, to recognize His Word, make Him a part of our life, make Him a conversation, make Him a part of our conversation, make Him a part of the way of our life, our lifestyle, the way we live. May God help us. Let's bow our heads, please.